Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to share thoughts on memoirs of an LDS therapist. I've been mentored now by Maurice for a decade, and I love that I get to hop on and teach the marriage repair classes. We'd love to have you there. My women's marriage repair class happens Tuesday at 1 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, and men's marriage repair is Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. You can sign up for those by going to lifechangingservices.org under therapy services and click on marriage repair workshop. Can't wait to see you in class. Today we're going to go over codependency, the evil, the evil twin of interdependency. Um, and I want you to think about, because I know each one of you have held leadership, leadership positions, um, whether at work or um, any place on a team, at church, wherever, you've probably held some type of leader, leadership position where somebody came to you and said, so-and-so did this to me. I want to go punch them in the face. I want to go yell at them. I want to go kick them where the sun don't shine type thing, right? You've probably been in a situation like that. Um, who hasn't? Who hasn't been in a situation like that? Let's just, because every one of you I know has some type of leadership position somewhere, right? So how would you respond to that if there was some really significant animosity and kind of like the third grade sandbox situation happened in that work, church, team, whatever. How would you handle such a situation? Yeah, because it's kind of cool that they would come to you in that, in that setting anyway. He's like, I don't know if I want to take on too many complaints right now because I think we're all adults here. But yeah, you'd probably help them in that way to say, hey, I'm glad you came to me. Um, yeah, I guess there's that. There's that instinct to go and want to punch somebody. But I'm glad you're taking the time out to at least talk about it. What else would you guys do? Thanks. Or and might be so, some mediation. There might be some things right. to figure out to help each help them get to the point where they can work together a little bit more. And so even getting to that level of like, ooh, there must be some type of misunderstanding or some type of miscommunication here. You probably are on the same page, guys or girls or whoever you're talking with. Let's see what we can get to see if there is a commonalities. Go ahead. And you pinpointed something really cool, which is a really hard dissonance to get through. Because when, when we're unattached to somebody, but yet we're, you know, we're still in that public eye, right? These tools become extremely useful in our admin, administrative abilities, right? It's like, okay, now what's the challenge? Because when it, when it becomes us that wants to either punch or get punched, you know, and we're feeling that, how do I, how do I somehow get to that path, get to get that moment where I can unattach, which is super, a super dissonant part of this process because so many problems, so many traumas, so many mishaps and misunderstandings and miscommunications have happened with that person that we absolutely love and we want to get a secure attachment to but allowing that process and say, okay, how do I bridge the gap? And that goes into the, I have a dream statement. I have a dream that, you know, if I have these things in my mind, I want to, I want to deal with it. Just as how I deal with it in my admin roles at, at the fire department or at the, at the school, as I'm doing admin work at the school, you know? Um, and so we, we put those in as almost like a celestial response, but just also expecting that I am going to still have some attachment and I might have maybe a, uh, a terrestrial response, 
of going and needing time to get to any aspect of even lower level celestial response over time. Just by getting to that point where we can like go away, get to a place where we can be somewhat unattached, but still extremely loving in that process. And especially, oh man, this is awesome. When they're pinpointing, or let's say they are pinpointing something um, from the past, right? And that you feel like you've worked through, but they're still seeing it on your side of the, on, on, they're still seeing that and they're projecting that onto you. Still going and doing your man on the mountain or um, in that moment, but still saying, I'm, I'm not necessarily responsible for the ownership of her side of it yet or his side of it. I can only protect that right now. She's, she or he has to do the work on that right now. But it is very situational to that because in sports, right? We want to just not think, not feel, just go do. There's times for, you know, there's times for, you know, lovey-dovey stuff. But in that moment, we just, we've really got to put our training into order, right? Now look at the outside, you know, as we look at the outside looking in and we're seeing the different types of personalities, we're seeing the different types of characteristics of each person in that situation. Now let's transition into being a part of that. We, we're going to go into that because that is the kind of the definition of the codependency cravings when we act out, act out of our value system, when maybe our dependence or our being dependent on isn't working. And so we may act out and may be disrespectful or undignified in our response. So let's, let's, let's look at that. If we are having the codependency craving, uh, we call them the, the adversarial if-then statements. If he or she would do this, then my life would be better. Or if he or she um, would maybe depend on me for this, then her life would be better. His life would be better. Let's go into that for a second. What are some of those that come... What are some of those adversarial satanic if-then statements that come? When the codependency craving comes in, it could be, you know, let's just go to, with a simple one. Or maybe I might go to my fair weather fan one uh, that I use sometimes because I used to have some pretty big emotions around sports and my sports teams. If the trailblazers would win, my life would be better, right? back in the day when I was a kid, when I'd watch them. But I remember if, if the Trailblazers ever, ever lost, I took it to, I took it to a deep level and I would start to cry, right? I would, it was that much of a cried Clyde Drexler, Terry Porter, Kevin Duckworth fan. And so um, I got to the point where I was like, oh, I need to transition that into an independent statement. And that's when I became an okay, or almost like uh, a fair weather fan of no matter what happens, I'm going to be, um, I guess, disengaged or indifferent about if they win or lose. And it got to be, it got to be a point where I was like, you know what, if my, if I want to watch or not, I'm just expecting either or I'm going to be indifferent if they win or lose because I know they're human out there. And uh, some people will call that a fair weather fan. I just like, I just call it as very insignificant in my life. And I don't want to base my mood off of what other people or other teams are doing. And so um, it's not like I'm going to have interdependence with the trailblazers. It's not like I'm going to have interdependence with the college football team, but I needed to fix that because sometimes I'd have moods the rest of the weekend after some one of my team lost, or if I lost a match, or if I lost a football game. 
So we pinpoint different things, and that could be a general, you could think about some generalities that you have in your life right now. Um, it could be at work. It could be um, on a, a sports team. It could be a different situation, like, I don't know. But then we start to get into kind of like the more specifics of the relationship. So does that, does that make better sense? So we put that out there, right? Often, you know, I think, I think it's almost every, everybody's recovery a little bit is to go in and say, man, I'm, I may be just, you know, it, if I'm doing good and she sees it, then I'm doing it right. Like, and we go in with the kind of like this, uh, it's not false. Cause I think it's, it's very, it's very, it's very familiar for everybody that's gone through recovery. They probably do it for somebody else first, which is not ideal, but it's almost like the start. But then it gets to that point where you were saying, if I'm not, if I'm doing great and she doesn't see it, then it doesn't really matter. Or if others don't approve, then obviously I'm still in the wrong. Right. And so we, how do we, this is where we transition that into an independent statement. And so what would be that, and I think you alluded to it really well, what would be the independent statement that could take over that codependent statement? So I know, and I'm the only one that actually knows. And if I'm honest with myself, I can be successful and own it. I mean, something similar to that. And then we, we just add to those experiences and no matter what is going on, we're owning it. And if, he, if people are still coming over and saying, wow, well, you still suck. I still want to punch you in the face. You can say, hey, wow, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Some stuff's up coming up for you. And I, I'm saddened that, that those things are coming up for you. I've got to go, I've got to go own what I'm, what I'm doing. But whenever you're ready, I'd love to take notes on what you're experiencing. Because that, that something must have come out of the word works for you that is causing you this much pain. Because we own it. We own it. We're just like, you know, we're, we become that outside, somewhat unattached person because we're getting out of that codependency or that dependency, and what they're feeling or what they're doing. And that guides our behavior. We say, you know what? I'm unattached to that dependency going toward codependency route. I'm on the independency going toward interdependency route. So I can hear you now because I'm hearing myself. I can actually check in with myself right now and be okay with what I'm doing. If you enjoyed that segment and you'd like to learn more, you can join my marriage repair class for women on Tuesdays at 1 or men and Wednesdays at 9 p.m. We'd love to have you. Bye.